Welcome back to another episode of the Mac Rumor Show. Hartley, how's it going? How are you feeling? You feeling good? Yeah. Good, because we have a very special guest today. Sarah is back. Sarah Dietschy, back on the episode for, or on the podcast for what, a second time, which is Yeah, thanks which for is having good. me, guys. Um, yeah, so obviously there's a lot to catch up on. It's been a while uh, since we've last spoke. Um, let's start with the obvious. Have you had time to mess around with the uh, the new products, the new iPhone 15 and Definitely. Apple Watch and yeah. all that? I mean, it's been a uh, it's been a unique tech temper tech tober because I kind of like opted out of it this this year because mm-hmm. I've been I've been doing it probably for five years now, and I was just like, you know what, I'm kind of tired, so I still have you know the, the products and stuff and having fun, and I still have the opinions, so that's why hey, it might be fun. I need to do more podcasts because my opinions really haven't gone in <laughs> in any videos, <laughs> so I'm that's, excited to hey, chat. That's good. This is exclusive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, which one did you go with? What did you start off with when you uh, picked up the new iPhone? Yes. So, I went with the iPhone 15 Pro, the normal size. You know, I tried the Max last year because just the battery life has been terrible. Um, for me personally, the iPhone 13 Pro was just the GOAT. It was perfect. Like, battery life, the combo of features, the cameras, just, I was like, okay, this is great. We don't, we don't need to change more. Um, and then with the iPhone 14, just the battery life and the always on display, I think just even I honestly, I kept the always on display off for the majority of last year. Um, and that helped the battery life a little bit, but still my battery, battery life was terrible. And that's why I tried the max, but I, I don't know. Do y'all use the max? It is so big. It feels like I'm carrying around an iPad mini with me. It is too big. Um, which I know it's it's a, it's a mm-hmm. bit of a controversial view in the Apple community now. I feel like I feel like everyone really? goes with the Pro Max, but you know I I love the smaller size. Um, I feel like the trendy hip thing is going for the Pro, which is what you two are doing. Well, I, I think like it's becoming be, uh, trendy. I like now. dangerously with the tired of the bigger <laughs> version. Maybe maybe it's starting, but the battery life is pretty terrible. That is the that is the trade off you're going with, and obviously mm-hmm. no five times telephoto zoom as well this year. But I'm not too worried about that personally. Oh, you should be worried about it, Harley. Why is yeah, that? I mean, they they look great. Like some of the portraits. It's so good. It's so good. But yeah, how but far I will back say, do you I need barely... to stand to get those? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It's not, it's not, it's not that bad. <laughs> It's just, just a nice a 30 to 40 feet away. <laughs> I will no, say, honestly, like, I, it really wasn't that bad. I use the ultra wide more than anything. And that is the camera that Apple just doesn't care about. <laughs> you know, I was expecting more of a facelift for the ultra wide. And I think, you know, with what you're saying, Hartley, the telephoto and the combo of having portrait mode, you know, I really didn't see anything that needed to be fixed there. But I don't know about y'all, but I use the ultra wide all the time. And we haven't gotten improved. They say, okay, we tweak some stuff with the software, improve low light performance. But still, every time you switch over to that ultra wide, it's just, it's not the best. I would love, like, imagine the quality <sighs> of the normal wide in the ultra wide. Holy crap. That would be insane. Why are you using the ultra wide so much? Do you like, to, is it like because you just it. take pictures of, it's just like, <laughs> I don't think I've well, ever, I don't think I've ever used it. Okay, so with the ultra wide, it's, 
it's just such a different perspective that you get something different. So like if I'm taking a picture of my cat, you know, I could take a step back, but that's not going to give like the extreme version of his big paws when I get super close because you can get very close and like macro vibe, you know. So what I think the ultra wide is so great at is just giving you a different perspective regardless of where you're standing. But with portrait mode has gotten so good and the normal wide is just so beautiful on, you know, the iPhone 14 that a lot of the telephoto stuff, you get to a certain point where it doesn't really change, I feel like the uh like the the actual essence of the photo if that makes sense but that's purely just my opinion like hearing you say you never use ultra wide i'm realizing that okay maybe <laughs> maybe i'm the weirdo i don't know <laughs> i mean i'm not trying to i'm not trying to make you feel weird because uh i'm sure maybe i'm sure i'm the weird one out of this but i just i don't know that i've ever like aside from like oh i need to like take a large you know a, a photo of a large group of people or something i don't know that right. i've ever used the ultra wide on a regular basis do you Hartley, have pets? what about you i do do you is that like good for pets I mean, it makes them look so fun and cartoonish. Like it, like my cat who like lay, you know, he'll be like laying on me, and his paws will be like super close, and you you like turn your phone, do a cool ultra wide. I don't know. Hartley will be the tiebreaker. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know. I mean, I think all of us seem to like a different lens because I love the telephoto. I use the telephoto for everything. Okay, that's okay. why I'm kind of glad to not have the the five X because I, so I you, don't feel like so I could what, use it so much. You mm, just don't okay. like the the focal. You can you can use it though. That's the thing, is it's it's so good that even if you like adjusted and like went in between the, what's the? I, well, I guess there is no three X, so it's you can make a digital three X. Is what I'm getting at though. Yeah, but it's and digital like, and it looks different. I don't know what yeah, it is. It's still fine. There's something it's about still... it that I can tell that the focal length looks different. The faces look different to me and less yeah. pleasing. Um, it's that not always appropriate, but it's just like, I don't know. I just, I love the telephoto. I even like when I'm like just taking pictures of like objects or I don't know, like, um, uh, just like scenic photography or whatever it is. I just always reach for the telephoto. It's just my default. So, but all the hardware all right. is pretty much the same this year. So it's the software side where we're really seeing the differences. So it's been like two weeks, three weeks, somewhere around there. And, uh, I've taken a bunch of telephoto portraits and those are by far the best looking pictures that I get out of this phone. And I feel like I have never had to, I feel like taking those extra few steps back hasn't been a problem basically for anything that I've been trying to trying to capture. So just saying, maybe you need to like pick one up, try it out. You know, Apple's got a two week <laughs> maybe you just need policy. To change. But yeah, then, just yeah, maybe switch. just need to like switch your entire like <laughs> thought process better. on life. <laughs> yeah, just get your stuff together, okay? Um, well, do you call yourself a photographer? Like, who are you? I know, I know. <laughs> um, okay, so what about the titanium frame though? We can all agree that that's so much better, right? Just mm. the contoured edges, or the biggest thing. Sarah, is the, I feel like that was feel. a big sigh. Well, it oh, was like a sigh. It. it was more of, yeah, it was more of like a, I, I like it sigh. Because <laughs> I, I okay. feel like a okay. lot of um, reviews actually didn't emphasize just the feel. I would say that's the biggest improvement with the iPhone 15. I, I didn't notice until I was holding the iPhone 15 without a case how jarring the iPhone 14 actually was. Like the sharp edges looked so cool. But 
it's lighter, it's smoother, and this is like the perfect blend of I think the aesthetics of straight edges, but you have just, you know, curved at the the ends and it just it feels fantastic. It's honestly the that was one of the things I did stress a lot in our video. We did like a mini review or whatever and like that was the biggest thing for me and people made fun of me because they're like, "Why would I buy a phone just based on like how much better it feels?" And I'm like, "I don't know." They're like, "We all but, put but a case like, on it anyways." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm so, okay." Yeah. Okay, but I don't. So like it yeah. it's a much better designed phone and I know it seems minor, but like it's really not. It's it, there's well, a drastic the case, difference to me. Exactly, just the the weight too, though. I can mm -hmm. you know, you you feel that. So I definitely regardless if you have a case or not. I feel like it does make a big dif difference. Are you guys, well, I know Hartley's a case user. Are you a case user? Oh, by the way, part of this episode is we're going to talk about our favorite accessories. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you are if you have a very specific case that you like, save that. But Yeah, this is the first time that I've actually put a case on my iPhone in years. Um, okay. I'm usually a caseless person, but it's one of those things where I'm, I, I dropped my iPhone 14 like a lot. And I will say oh, it no. was built like a tank. I dropped it probably 17 times before it actually started cracking. Um, that's not even an exaggeration. It was definitely over 10 times, like big drops. And so props, but that <laughs> gave me a false, like a, you know, a falsehood of, oh, it's never going to crack. And then it started cracking. And it started right. cracking big, like to where I would be holding it without a case and I would have shards of glass in my, <laughs> in my hand. Oh, so, geez. yeah, that changed me a little <laughs> bit. I was like, okay. I'm going to use a case for a little bit. I just, I Harley, have you noticed normal... a major difference in weight with case? Oh, you got the Apple case? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it is still, is still really noticeable with, without, um, when using a case, but obviously you're not going to get all of the, the impact of that sort of curved glass and the, the nice new finish. And it does kind of, I do kind of forget a little bit of the difference when I put it in a case, but you can still tell a little bit more curvature. You can tell the the glass is curved at the edges at the front, and obviously the weight is is lessened. But you know, I I can't say that it's as good as when not using a case. That's why I do think the best thing is like what you do, Dan, where you sometimes use one and sometimes don't. Although I don't agree with your logic of like when you choose to do it, but I like the principle. You know what? Now that you called me out on that, I've abandoned it. I've just said, oh no, I'm not using oh. a case. Yeah. Like I, was, I said, I don't like to not have a case on a plane for some weird reason. And I was hoping I've that someone traveled. would stop you on a, on a plane using your case and call you out on it. Nah, I just said, whatever, oh. I don't care. I do put a screen protector on because micro scratches on a screen really bothers me, but uh, I, I don't care about, apparently care about the rest of the body. So also pulling back the curtain on how we record, we usually use a different program and now we're using something this is what we use. It doesn't matter what we use, but it looks like I'm talking to a potato to both of you. I cannot oh, really? make out what oh, any, no. like Sarah. Yeah, like Sarah, like I know this is not how it's going to look to everybody, which is good. This is the reason why we switched to this is because it records and uploads it later. And so we're not seeing the stream because a lot of people are like, I can't see Hartley and Hartley has some internet issues. But like, I cannot see you guys basically at all. You held up your case and I'm like, oh, a blob. Hey, look. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I could actually, I am on my other internet uh, signal. Will it oh, mess up no, if I switch? Oh, I just, I would leave it. It's fine. I could okay. make out who I'm talking to, but okay. it's just funny when you are when you said that, I was like, I, I have no idea what you're doing over there. That's so funny. Does like, look, Hartley is a potato, but Dan, you're not a potato, so. Oh, uh, 
Harley, I'm sorry about your luck. Sarah, unfortunately, uh, you're a potato. So I'm a full potato, yeah. But you are yeah, a full I'm potato I with didn't... the uh, peach behind you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't switch to my access point. That's like right outside my office. It's still in my like main living oh, room Wi-Fi. My bad. Is this uh, is this talk doing it for everybody? The recording quality, stream quality talk? We need a whole sure episode of this down. I would be fine with it. You know, we just sometimes you got to pull back the curtain and let everybody see yes, and just how it is to complain about how all tools suck. So we have so many yeah. options, but nothing is ever perfect. I think that's what keeps the videos going, you know. Well, speaking of no one's ever happy and nothing's ever perfect, how do you feel about the new Apple Watch? <laughs> Did you get any of those oh, or I'm going to be honest, I am so not an Apple Watch person. Not an Apple Watch person, oh, and I tried especially when I started taking working out seriously last year, but it actually gave me like more anxiety about it than anything. Um, like literally when I keep track of stuff, it needs to be very simple. So when I work out, the fact that it's just a little dot on a calendar is enough for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll get overwhelmed with the keeping track of stuff. And I know the Apple Watch is very like automatic and, but I'm like, I don't want to know how many steps I took today. Leave me alone. So yeah. I'll let you guys take the Apple Watch section. <laughs> oh, we've talked about it enough, so we yeah. could just move on. There's really nothing and to talk not about with the Apple like, Watch. And that's the thing. There, there yeah. hasn't been features that are so new, you know, over the past five plus years that will get me to be like, I have to have a watch. You know, maybe if mm -hmm. I was older or I had a health, a health problem, um, obviously they emphasize that a lot, which I love those videos. Mm -hmm. You know, they hit you in the feels. Um, oh, they do. They they really do. But other than that, yeah, I'm like, I just most times if I need to know the time, I'll rock my Casio and move on with my life, you know? Nice. Hartley, yeah. do you have anything else to say before we put the watch to bed? The thing is, podcast? I, 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 need to, I need to stop hearing, um, you know, this, this down talk <laughs> on using an Apple Watch because I'm getting so tempted to stop using mine lately. And I can't not oh, use it anymore because of my job. Well, I feel like more and more people are kind of moving away from the Apple Watch. Good. And I'm getting weirdly okay. tempted I'm not alone. to just, I don't know, like maybe just try a year without it. Um, I don't know. I'm, get, I'm getting yeah. intrigued by that because I get what you mean that it, there's something about like wearing a device that is quite intimate. And it's sort of, I feel like I can't escape technology. And it's sort of like it's, it's yeah, making me you... more sort of like anxious. I don't know, but... I feel like I can't escape it, so maybe maybe I just need to get a Series Nine and just just accept my lot. Yeah, don't I worry, Apple. Constant, I won't leave. <laughs> the constant pings on the on the wrist. I could never yeah. figure out a good flow of notifications um, in between my phone and my watch, and I'm like, my phone I can leave in the other room, walk away from it, and it's not you know right there pinging me. Um, so that was a big part mm -hmm. too. It's just like charging it every night couldn't keep up with that honestly my airpods and phone are enough <laughs> you know and just like figuring out notifications and the constant pings i'm just like i'm already so overstimulated i'm good i just want to wear normal watches more that's yeah my, that's, that's also part of thing. it for me yeah see i tried that but. too but i don't like there's something wrong with me the ticking when i'm in a quiet room and i'm trying to work the constant ticking of an analog watch drives me insane so i literally can only if i really if i'm at the airport or traveling i can literally only wear like just a cheap digital watch that doesn't bother me 
cut. They look nice. Hear, nice analog I guess I haven't watches. worn an analog yeah. watch in a long time. That might actually yeah. bother me too. Yeah, yeah. We'll wear one and see if you notice it. Because I'll I'll be trying yeah. to have like focus work and we'll just be like tick, tick, tick. And I'm like, oh my God. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this like, is a this good segue into no, we all they all know you. They all love you. Uh this is this is gonna be a good segue into our, our, our next topic though, which is uh we're gonna brush on Google's announcement yesterday. Um and so they did release another watch. I was just talking to Hartley before you came on that I feel like that is a another like series nine type upgrade where they like fixed their processor because it was really slow. And then they were like, Yeah, that's probably good. Like they I was at the event and I couldn't even tell you what else they said about the the pixel watch that like made me go oh, that's really cool i just thought yeah no it looks the same is the same feels the same mm-hmm. same so anyone else but it's just the thing about the, the pixel watch is that it's it's a really nice looking circular watch which is what i've been clamoring for from apple for years and i just know it's never going to happen or at least not anytime soon so does the pixel watch still do anything for you guys from a looks perspective and features and Fitbit and Google and all that stuff or, or now? Hartley? For me, um, I think, <laughs> I was like, uh, anyone I was, don't all jump uh, at once. I just, I, you know, I just, I, I, I think you could tell that I, I don't really care about not Apple devices, but, um, but, but I am intrigued. Fanboy. I am intrigued. <laughs> Uh, by seeing what competitors have to do because for years you know you we talked about this a long time ago Dan about a circular Apple watch and now I've seen what that would look like I feel like seeing the pixel watch and seeing that be iterated on I'm kind of over it now like I don't particularly want a circular Apple watch anymore like I I see how that's working for Google it's not something that really appeals to me it's not great for text yeah I don't think apps scale that well um to it and I don't know maybe it's just because Google's ecosystem isn't there yet. You don't think Apple could figure it out? No. I, I don't mean, think they they've they've got watchOS to. down at this point. Yeah. How would how yeah. would stuff like imagine your widgets that they've just introduced in watchOS ten and they're these big fat rectangles. You know, how's that gonna look no. on a on a round screen? It, yeah. it just would they'll look terrible. Fix what's not broken, man, you know? Hartley and the rest of the world, Sarah, obviously. I'm going to let you two in and then the rest of the people that listen to this into a secret of mine in which I'll probably get ripped for. This Apple Watch gets used on my wrist for nothing else but the one time a month I decide to work out and not be a lazy piece of, you you know, we we try not to swear on this podcast, keep it like a little kid friendly, but you know where I'm getting at. And, and, And if I get a phone call or an alert that I look at and that's it. What are these widgets that you're telling me? Are you talking about these things that you? Yeah, these little. It, who, who uses just, those? Just, what, I never look at them. A, what about reading a text message, though? You know. Yeah, like, like I'm sure I, you've here's my. Read you know text. what it is? It's. Yeah, I just got a Slack notification. You know what I do? I look. I look at it, and I'm like, if I see who it's from, I see potentially some of the keywords, and then that just triggers in my mind: Is it worth me getting my phone out or not? That's all that it's used for. It's like a little micro assistant that says, hey, someone's bothering you. Figure out whether you want to do this or not. Otherwise, I don't. The watch is strictly just for looks, apparently. It just lives on my <laughs> wrist, and I can't take it off. <laughs> I feel like yeah. so, people don't use their Apple Watch as much as they, they think they maybe do. 
Right. It's one of the most worthless to me. One of the most like I could live without it for sure, but I but I'm ingrained in my brain that I must always have this on my wrist. But I definitely could like you could if it was like I'm gonna take your phone away or Apple Watch, you choose forever. I would I'd be like, Yeah, take my watch. I don't need this. This is like for a better categories or your watch. My watch, take it away. Yeah. I want, I'll keep the AirPods yeah. for life. The yeah. I, I AirPods, like... the amount of like use and like how revolutionary I feel like AirPods were in comparison to any other accessory is just crazy. Although you've sparked another interesting topic that after we talk about Google's things, remind me that there's an AirPods. I want to talk about the AirPods updates and get your guys' thoughts on them because I don't know if we're all going to be on the same page. So that'll be interesting to talk about. Um, but yeah, I mean, Harley, what were you going to say about the watch? I feel like you had something that you were jumping No, I was going to just say, I think there's like two categories of Apple device, or just these kind of devices in general, which is you've got the stuff that actually matters and is essential, stuff like the iPhone, stuff like AirPods, and stuff like the Mac. And then you kind of got everything else, like your Apple Pencil and your, your iPad and your Apple yeah. Watch, and they are great for some people and a lot of us have them as kind of fun toys but they're not really they're not really in the same class as your iphone and your mac and your airpods um like so we we forget that split sometimes but i do think it matters i mean maybe i'm maybe i'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit like when i travel it definitely gets used a little bit more so like especially going to new york which i i feel like i live at over the last month um I, like putting maps on your watch that is helpful to be able to glance down and not take my phone out while I'm walking. When I lived um, in New York and I was like booster oh, boarding yeah. everywhere and super 73, that's when I actually like had to force myself to use the Apple Watch for directions. So I will say if you're living more in like a city mm -hmm. environment and you're doing more walking yeah. and biking, it's almost like unavoidable. But I joined the rest of the and, world. And like I'm using it to now. Pull, yeah, well, you've gone, man, you've gone from one coast mid coast other coast so in your, too in much your so you know yeah all the um, different lifestyles so i mean like i like to use it for like music controls too but then like other than that i mean just kind of sits there so what what tying it back to the pixel watch i don't know that any of that would bother me because i feel like it can do enough to get me the text that i need to be able to still use the watch the same i just like the way it looks i just think it looks nice when they utilize their watch faces to like take up the entire screen and stuff, I think it looks better. Just personal opinion there. I know no one's going to agree with me on this podcast, but it's okay. Yeah, we'll just leave we the silence probably, hanging there for that I probably one. care, yeah, I mean, yeah God, as God, much just... as Hartley about Google <laughs> physical products. <laughs> I'm like, what about the pi well, then This were... isn't going to help my next. <laughs> what about the I mean, pixels? The first few pixels were. <laughs> really cool you know we had more of an emphasis on computational photography and i feel like the phones were so clean and i love their colors but i'm sorry but the pixels are ugly i i don't uh, like <sighs> i just i don't get it i'm sorry what about that bay blue they just came out with yesterday i mean just that <laughs> that stripe of crickets. a bump on the back is just too much for me yeah. man it's it's like all right well the know. thing the thing that I wanted to get your take on for the Pixel was the camera features that they announced because they very heavily leaned into like its processing power and some AI features that it uses um, with their new chip and like some of it's a little creepy. So did you guys see yesterday when they were talking about some of the new camera features, there's one particular called Best Take, which um, 
you know, it's really helpful for honestly, my wife and I, when we're trying to get pictures of the kids and they're just like moving around, some are smiling. It's always like one kid that's never not smiling. And then when that kid decides to smile, the other two have completely lost interest Ugh. and they're just doing something else. And it's like, damn it, like I wish I could combine like these just and that's exactly that what you out. can do. Except <laughs> but I like them, you know, they you get you get attached <laughs> to them. Yeah, I can't sometimes I wish I could, and other times I realize that, you know, you just gotta uh, they're fine, keep, yeah. Um legally I have to keep them, I guess. So right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, so no, what you could do with best take is you take a bunch of pictures, let's say, and then you could click on the best take option. And then you click on the, per there's like little bubbles at the bottom of the screen with people's faces and you click on their face and it gives you different faces from those different photos. And then you select which face you want and it puts that new face on the picture. So you, in theory, have like a very quick Photoshop they used they talked about generative ai a lot and i don't know if that's what's going on in this particular like feature but it basically fills in the face and fixes it to be like oh that was a natural photo and so like nothing is real anymore basically because that is a complete fabricated lie because that picture never happened in yeah. theory so like how I do mean, you guys feel about features like that do you think it's cool or yeah if they are doing like a photoshop type thing and combining photos i mean i don't i mean that's cool and anything that helps with curation I, in the age of taking yep. 50 photos of one situation i'm always going to be down for because i think mm -hmm. i think the problem with smartphone photography is people just don't care anymore about all of the other important parts of taking a photo like caring about composition wiping off your lens if it's a little smudgy it's like the basic stuff that maybe like you know taking a photo with a film camera versus right. an iphone it's just I wish people would like pretend like it was a film camera when they're taking their iPhone pictures because just the intentionality isn't there. So anything that helps take the hundred photos that you just fired off and make those better, totally down. If they're like doing the Photoshop thing, if they're doing some weird gen AI and like recreating humans' faces, that I mean, that's dumb. But if it's still their face and you're just <laughs> taking it from another photo, I think that's I think that's great. I think that's awesome. It's still their face, but there is some sort of AI or some sort of like yeah. digital in the computational of... like it's yeah. something yeah something's making your face because like it, it it's got to match because your body stays the same. It's just your facial expression because you you pick the one photo that you're like, hey, I liked this one, but like right. this guy wasn't smiling, and so then it'll change the people's faces, but the rest of your body. So it's like it, when it happens. If I was just to show you the picture, you wouldn't think anything of it. But when you watch it happen in real time, it kind of trips you out a little bit because you're like, that's yeah. not real. That's not a real photo. Yeah. But that's but what Google should I be doing. I do think it's really cool you know, personally. That's, yeah, that's cool. It's like mm -hmm. that's what we need from Google stuff. Hartley, don't you dare tell me that you don't care. No, I, to, I, quite like have an, I quite okay, like that. Okay, okay. <laughs> You have to have I, an opinion on this, man. Yeah, that's that's the sort of thing I, I do kind of wish Apple would do. I feel like Apple's always behind Pixel for these sort of things. Um, I like the, I will say I really like on the iPhone 15 Pro, uh, the ability to, uh, everything is a portrait photo and you can you can select the subject yep. after. And I've really enjoyed playing around with that. It's not even been that long. It's already really useful. Um and just it's so instant the way you can you can change the focus and it looks so natural in the way that the 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 hairs are picked out but that's not on the same scale as what uh, the kind of stuff i feel like google comes out with every year 
so I would love a curated uh, feed from Apple because they're already doing the like uh like the summaries you know and like the flashbacks and stuff I would love just another folder in the camera roll that was like a curated camera roll and there's zero screenshots they they don't have to do the crazy <laughs> Google Photoshop but they just take the best take you know they take the 20 photos that you took at brunch and pick one right and I think that would be so helpful, not just for people who are trying to like relive memories, but also when it comes to like offloading to your computer. Oh, only take the curated feed. I don't need the 10 screenshots of analytics I had to take for Instagram to show my kids in 20 years. You know, I think a lot of work can be done on the that back end because I don't know what y'all's camera roll looks like, but mine is like like oh, hundreds not, of the same photo of my cat. I don't need all of those. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Apple needs to fix. It could make everybody's life so much easier. Two things. One, screenshots never show up under all photos ever. They go mm -hmm. into a screenshot folder, which already exists, and it stays there. It never yeah, needs be to be easy. in your main camera roll ever. And then if you just recognize using, you know, if, you, if AI is the buzz, buzzword that gets this done, but however they can figure out a way for your photo uh, library algorithm to take the photos that look identical and just make them into, and I thought this already kind of like was a thing that was going to happen, but I guess not. And just like you said, put them in like a stack, basically. There's one photo, maybe it has a little number in the bottom right corner, letting you know that there's like 10 other ones of these that are very similar. And then you can like long press or something and it brings you into that stack. I don't know how to do it, but like to me, that would just help so that everything just looks better and it's like clutter free. But yeah, yeah, I I'd think, love that. I think we can all get done. Yeah, I mean, maybe I, I in iOS like 18. It's just such an insurmountable task when you know you've got to go back through your whole photos library and you just know that there's so much stuff in there that you need to delete and just make decisions about. Like when I don't want to have to work out which of these 10 photos of something I want to keep. I want it to just tell me. I don't mind deleting them, but how do I even choose? So I would really like something like that. I think that's a really good one for our iOS 18 wish list, actually. I'm trying to right now, like, get a lot of my memories in the physical um, with, like, photo books and stuff. So I'm kind of obsessing with this right now. And it is the biggest problem, I think, is, like, people just take so many photos. But because people aren't having to put photos in photo books or, like, take out slides, you know, what our grandparents did, um, there's there's less focus and, and less intention with this, like, curation part. And that's how you relive these memories. So... I think that's a, that's going to be huge. I think it's a huge problem to solve. So another photo feature that's very similar, kind of, um, and this one definitely is a generative AI type feature that they use or generative fill, like basically taking what Photoshop can do. Um, so you take a picture, and they had Magic Eraser. That was a thing that everybody thinks is pretty cool, I, I feel like. And um, now they have Magic Editor. So the example that they showed me was that um, there's a little girl on a beach and she's like pretty close in the back, like near the water. And all she did was tap on the girl. It was like highlighted. And then she was able to resize her and move her into a different part of the picture. And when she did that, it looked totally normal. Like no one, like it was weird again that I was watching her do this. But yeah, it was like one touch Why do you Photoshop, need to do that, though? and then she can also. I, I don't. I don't know. Well, yeah, that was so like question. so. So that was a obscure <laughs> like, like, the like actual uh, photo. <laughs> 
Right. Well, I mean, if you wanted to, you could. Like, if you like, if something was not positioned properly, was there like explanation for that? You you could. Like, if you were in the moment, you were trying to take a picture and it didn't look good, you could kind of change that moment. Again, reality not being this like actually reality. But then you can make it even worse on top of it. And I still think it's really cool, but I just don't know how much I would use this. Um, you can change the sky. Like if you, there's like golden hour effects. So, it, and it really does look natural. Like it looks realistic. You can change the color of the sky. You can change the waves in the background um, to make them. I don't, she didn't like show me what was, but like we we're thinking like, is there a tsunami behind her? Or like, what are we changing with the waves? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, some I, maybe of she that. Meant, like the color, like the color temperature. Yeah, I mean with. So how do you feel about that? I think the most the most common use case, real quick, was that you can like one touch remove things, and it'll fill stuff in the background. So if you had a car blocking the shot, you can remove yeah, the car, and it'll use generative fill and generative AI to like, yeah. That was not the demo she showed me personally, but that was what they talked about on stage. Yeah, yeah I can't see me taking like a picture of my child and being like, oh, let's let's move you ten feet to the right, <laughs> just because like I don't know, that's so freaking random. But I mean, I, I've used uh, and let's like, make you bigger. Yeah, yeah, it's that's weird. But like Luminar AI has done this for a while and stuff with sky replacements. I will say like that if if you're subtle with it is great because I can't tell you how many like midday two p.m. sunny pictures I have where you know the people and the scenery is nice, but then the sky is just white and it kind of just ruins the picture. So yeah, the sky replacement is handy. The removing objects is handy, but I think most of the stuff is more gimmicky to show. They're like, hey, more things to talk about. Uh, when in reality, the majority of people are probably not going to, uh, going to use this stuff. It makes me wonder, not just Google, but even sometimes with what Apple releases, like, do they actually talk to real humans? <laughs> and do they ask them, what, what are your needs? Like, not once, but what are your needs? You know, I would say that curation problem yeah. is a need. Um, and the, the removing of, you know, a soda can in the front like that's great um all of us have been doing that in photoshop forever yeah. so yeah it's it's hard this like ai world we're in so much of it is gimmicky that it's really hard to focus on what people actually need i agree i i don't i i really like the idea of some of these tools and it's undoubtedly very cool but if i imagining myself if, if i was in another reality a pixel user uh, I know that those tools would just cause me stress because I can just feel the decision fatigue already of like, do I need to change the lighting in this photo? Probably, maybe, which setting? And all of that, it just it, it introduces more um, decision-making. And I would really like the real power of where AI gets interesting to me is that I don't actually have to make the decisions at all, that I can just flick a single switch and it suggests what it thinks I should do and that it's already calculated which the best setting is. So, you know, there's a big difference for me between the ability to do it to begin with and then actually having it suggested in a good way. I think all of the suggestions are in a good way too. Um, you know, maybe moving people might be a little weird, but... Uh, um, so there's another, there's two other features that I want to talk about that Google uh, announced that, again, we take them always back to Apple, which is what I wanted you guys to do, and I'm glad you're doing it, because that's kind of the whole point of, like, these are some features that I think would actually be kind of useful, um, and I just don't know if Apple will ever do this. And one of the other ones along the lines of photos and videos is that um, if you're taking a video, 
and so the example here was somebody was playing a cello on the street uh, in New York and someone was filming them, but there was a fire truck coming with a siren. And so what this new editor can do, um, I forget the name, it's like Magic Audio Editor or something like that. Um, you can, it identifies all of the sounds and then gives you levels to be able to reduce them completely, turn them down. And uh, I just thought that was really cool too, especially That's for cool. somebody who, I think I just tweeted like two days ago that voice isolation in Final Cut Pro and like wherever Apple implements it is so good that like we need Resolve this in too. more yeah. places. Resolve and in Premiere. Yeah. That's effectively what this is basically is like taking the noises uh, and being able to isolate them if you want to. And so is that something that you guys would use on your iPhone if you were able to take videos like well, that? See, and there it's nice that they gave you the control where you can, you know, just turn it down because, you know, it would be very mm -hmm. strange to see a a fire truck with a siren going behind, but then there'd be no siren. So I like that, mm -hmm. you know, if they, they offer that control to just turn it down. I mean, that's huge because, yeah, a bad audio can ruin a video, but very rarely does like a potato like video like ruin everything if the audio is fine. So I think right. emphasis on audio everywhere has been so great. And I think that's what we're seeing with like the commoditization of these AI features is everyone is just going to add everything into their own apps, into their own software and hardware. And the people who are really going to get fudged over are these companies who went and raised hundreds of millions of dollars on a few features that are just being added in other apps that people already use. That's, yeah, a whole mm -hmm. other discussion. But I just find it very interesting how quickly these features are getting packaged up and, and putting they're being put in places we actually use them, which is great. Good for us, you know. I think that really we're, Apple's the one that we need to see really start implementing these features. I mean, Apple likes to now in their uh, shareholder meetings start throwing around, you know, AI and Tim Cook sometimes talks about it now, but we're, we're just not seeing them really. Not, not in ways that we understand that to be uh, generative AI in the, in the sort of conventional sense. I mean, it is there. It is there behind a, a bunch of features like um, like fall detection and crash detection. That is an AI-driven feature. But we don't really sort of think of it like that until we can remove stuff from photos or um, until we've got, like, we think of it really simply like background fill and, like, it's not AI unless the AI is making a thing that I can I can see or hear. Um, but, yeah. you know, I hope that will come. And, and there's, um, I mean, Apple's still really behind with fruit. this. Yeah, like there's low-hanging fruit too because you can already you know, auto, like select the subject in a photo, have a little animation and, you know, copy and paste it somewhere. But how great would it be to, for in the photos app to just create, I'm using Photoshop terms, but they don't have to do this. They can make a simple version of this where, you know, oh, you create two layers and now you can only brighten up the subject or only brighten up the background, you know, to expand those features. Like they've already done the hard work. Now all they have to do is say, Oh, if you click on the effects controls, now you're only controlling the subject or only controlling the background. Um, they've like already done the legwork for this stuff, but yeah, they really haven't like pushed it to the level you would think or th that people would want, I feel like. Because people who have iPhones are very serious about photos, you know, they, they would love that. Have you well, made stickers of your pets? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't yet. I need to. Of my pets, it's just one cat that I'm just, just obsessed just... with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Toss a little sticker in the conversation, it brightens yeah. everybody's day. That's smart. Yeah. 
Um, I feel like what we really need is bring Aperture back. I feel like people. Oh no! Like, it got shut down. Well, so long ago. But yeah, but bring it back. Like that's yeah, that's, that's what Sarah's that? talking about. You know, splitting layers. Someone was layers. tweeting about that, and I no, agreed. I, yeah. I, I, but I feel like everyone says it every now and then. Like I think everyone yeah, would just be yeah, happy. Yeah. If that came back, because people that do want to yeah. delve a little bit more into editing their photos and don't want a, you know, some people want a simple experience. I think that's fine. The Photos app's fine for that. But sometimes I do want to edit a photo, um, and I want to delve into layers and and um, isolating things. And mm. you know, with with the sort and of tools that we have so now, Aperture could be great now. Yeah, and Apple used to be so good at these pro pro tools. <clears throat> you know, like, yeah. Final Cut is still great. Um, and yeah. you just imagine like Aperture on the iPad. It would be so useful. Mm. So let's quickly move on because we have, we, we said we were going to talk about favorite accessories and we're, we're cutting it close to time here. But I just wanted, wanted to bring up, um, do you enjoy the new AirPods Pro features? The adaptive, uh, what is it? Well, the they're annoying. Transparency. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Adaptive, I tried right? it. I think they're a little annoying. Yeah, they work I, well, but they work. They're uh, go yeah, ahead, go ahead. So, Share your frustrations. I, have, I I don't know if it's like allergies or whatever, but I have some congestion right now. I'm I've generally always been a sniffly person, but it's kind of bad. It's very bad right now. <laughs> so I'll I'll just like sniffle or. <clears throat> And it just completely, <laughs> I'll be listening to a podcast and I'm like, I don't need to hear my, my throat clear. I want to hear the podcast. I, I just missed the uh -huh. five seconds, you know? And so I think right now it's, it's a little bit too extreme. I, I turned it off immediately. It's, and even instead of for some it's reason, aggressive. yeah, I, there was like a plane above me and instead of like, you know, maybe turning on more noise cancellation, it opened it up for me to hear the, the, the airplane more. <laughs> And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. So for I me, like it, it was. Oh, go ahead, Hartley. I, I and then like I'll give it, you my thought. But I'm confused by it. So I, I sort of forget what's happening every day. It's, it's like I feel like my AirPods are switching modes, and I don't know why. But I like it when it works well. And you know, someone comes into the room and they start talking to you, and your your audio uh, kind of fades down in the background, and it turns it off of. Um, uh, noise cancellation into transparency that's really cool but other times i just don't know why it's changing um, yeah. and then i sort of think is something gone wrong my, my thought isn't to remember that this feature exists <laughs> but you know it'll, it'll get there yeah that's you know the thing. I you know who does it, it well thing. who yeah go ahead dan well i was just gonna say uh, like i forgot that it was a thing and the other day i'm eating lunch i'm alone in new york city new york city is very <laughs> jam-packed and like there are two people next to me and they're having a conversation and my airpods are like no you you don't want to watch a video that you're you're Talk part of them. this conversation it's rude turn, turn your stuff down and i'm like what is happening and i yeah. forgot and i'm like god oh, damn it i gotta turn this off this is making me angry with that uh, my friend tweeted my some friend level of texted me about it and was like this has to be cool yeah i know they're it's too aggressive yeah yeah and and it's one of those things where sony um why am i blanking the name i hate their naming scheme the wh the big headphones the x5 or whatever yes 1000 x and five yeah i think i said the right yeah. letters and numbers out of order they have this thing uh -huh. where um you know they have the capacitive touch on um the outside so you can change it to where when you put a hand over the 
the outside of the headphone, it'll lower the volume and turn on kind of that transparency mode so you can hear what the coffee barista is saying to you or something. And I think that's the best blend is where the feature's there, but you control it, right? Um, you know when you need to hear someone. So you can just do like a simple tap or just like, you know, cover, you know, and I feel like maybe you could do that with AirPods. Of course, they're smaller, but I think that's where those features are, are good because it's never something like that. It's never going to be perfect. For me, the control of just you can't read the context, right? That's the issue. Is yeah, that's what it comes down to. Is, is no matter how good the AI is, they don't know if you want to talk to someone or not. Yeah. It's never going to be able totally. to to calculate that. So you do need kind of more intuitive ways of of interacting with AirPods. But I haven't turned it off yet. Totally. I, I'm still open to to kind of just going with it and just being surprised when I'm now hearing something or my you know my audio just vanishing. You know, it keeps things interesting. <laughs> <laughs> keeps you on your toes. It just keeps, yeah. It does, yeah. yeah. It's just like, wait, no, where are you going, song? Don't leave. Oh, it's my AirPods just doing it on purpose. Um, all right, so we don't have a whole lot of time. This whole episode was, in theory, supposed to be about Apple accessories, but I, I liked the conversation that we had. Um, but the reason why, we, last time we talked, you were just about to launch your Lab 22 stuff. Yeah. And, um, then now they're in and then stock. I well like I took didn't a while have I never had them yeah they're in stock and I actually have some and so I was oh, no, like we were gonna talk about our favorite accessories am I frozen and uh, I am not joking and I'm not doing this for you not that I wouldn't for you but I'm not just doing this because you're on the episode if <laughs> me and Hartley were just doing this ourselves the iPad stand that you guys made is just it's so good thank you it's the best iPad stand you can possibly get thank you my in my opinion, it's right up there with a, a couple of others, but that is that is my ton. favorite one for sure. Because it's it's niche, yeah. right? It's for people who like the iPad, you know, going down lower to write notes or, you know, like it vertical, horizontal. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I definitely like I have my iPad in it all the time. It's It's been a challenge just because there's a reason why a lot of these iPad stands are made of plastic and really shitty. <laughs> um, and, sorry. Right. Let me say that yeah. again because you don't. Cut no, no, it. it's OK. I, <laughs> okay. No, no, no. You can, um, it, it's no screw. <laughs> we'll just baby everybody cover your ears. Yes. Yes. <laughs> After the um, fact that she already said it. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like it's expensive to ship and it's just it's it's a lot once something weighs a ton um but i'm yeah and you know it has to be more expensive but for me it's just like you want something that you're not going to have to replace once a year right and your ipad is your ipad you want it's your baby you need something solid and for illustrators or note takers who want it in that down position um it's just it's something that's going to be solid but also looks good so i appreciate i appreciate the love thank you so we're going to do each category, and that is my iPhone slash iPad. <laughs> That's my iPhone and iPad selection. And Sarah, you can make any iPhone or iPad accessory that you like, but it cannot be the one that you made yourself. That's cheating. Oh, I already claimed it. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say, I think still to this day, my favorite iPhone accessory is the is it anchor um the anchor magsafe battery with the little flap that comes out that's also a stand um because i don't know what my problem is but i always end up 
having to sometimes again I'm a, guys I'm a little bit of a mess so sometimes I just forget to charge my phone you know and so I'll be even at the house just running around and I, I just slap on a MagSafe battery but the Apple ones are just so pointless and they're so slow and they have no charge um and so I really like the I think it's the anchor version where it's also a stand so you know I could be listening to a podcast or scrolling on Twitter and it, it still will um elevate my phone and then ipad accessory oh my gosh i want to say my own stand oh you only um, had to do you can do one but you you i it's only it's iphone and ipad so you only had to pick one for this category oh. they were combined okay but if well, you wanted you to throw an well, ipad out boom. we're not gonna and my ipad you know just okay. the, my ipad stand so there you go <laughs> lab 22 <laughs> ipad stand it's a good stand we'll we'll allow Thank it you. we'll allow it oh, harley you. what about you you pick one from that category um well, this is an unconventional view, I feel like, because when I tweeted about this earlier this week, everyone just just tore into me over this, which is I love the Apple silicon cases. I feel like oh, they yeah. are so Gross. underrated. <laughs> yeah, no, see, I, I, like I know. I don't know why everyone in the, hates In the them. car, they don't, they don't no. like move. I'm with you, Hartley. Yeah, I feel. I, I, everyone nope. says to me that they they crack and they the the silicone peels off, and I'm thinking, what are these people doing with their cases? They they look as good as new for me years later. It's literally like absolutely, you could not tell if I put it back in the box, you would just not know that that case had been used. And I'm not I'm not babying it. So I, I love it. I, I it wears way better for me than the leather cases. I didn't go with fine woven this year, um, but yeah, I love them. I love the way that. Um, they're kind of grippy, but not too much, and the buttons still feel great. And uh, there's always some nice colors to choose the, from. It's really reliable. I know the, what I'm getting. Every Dan time. is so upset right now. It, it's not the durability. <laughs> it's I am very upset. It's not the durability. It's the damn micro hairs and like fibers that it picks up. Like when you put it in your pocket, and it out comes a like if I use the white one, like you tweeted in that photo, which made me cringe because I just have PTSD flashbacks to when I thought that was a great idea for me to buy a white silicon case. And then I put it in my pocket, blue jeans pocket. I pulled it out and it was blue. And I'm like, this but is not going to be sustainable. That case in that picture was two years old and I wear jeans all the time. Do you so wear pants? Fine. You wear jeans. <laughs> yeah. I just you assume you never wear pants ever. You're just yeah, walking I mean, around without pants. You would know right on the podcast, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm not wearing any pants right now. No. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I just, I don't know, man. And then, like, we have pets, and, like, they shed a lot, and so their hair gets stuck to it. It just picks up a lot. Nothing sticks to it for me. Like, just nothing. Oh, like, no. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have know. They what changed every, it? Am I getting different cases to everyone else? Nothing. Well, it's been a few it years. Me. It's been a few years for me. I don't use a case anymore, so maybe I got to give it another shot. I think you should. I think um, you should. I think they're worth it. All right. All right. One, we'll, we'll try to do rapid fire here. All right. What's our favorite Mac accessory? I won't go first. I'll let somebody else mm. go first. Can it be software? You want to go software? Oh, I'm going to pick somebody. It could be anything. Can yeah, it? software. I think software okay. works. That's a good one. I I really yeah. it's like for the past couple of years I've really enjoyed things. It's a to-do app. It's mm, Apple oh, only. No. So sometimes Ooh. it becomes an issue cuz my main computer I, is Windows, but I really like things. And the Mac app is beautiful. Like you the see quick that it, it is the I, Hartley has never been this excited for anything I have ever said in my entire <laughs> We've been doing this podcast for like I don't know how long, over 100 episodes now, and he's never yes. had that reaction before. You just like... <laughs> I just, I love it. It is it is the best third-party app on any, like, any it's app. It's quick, device. it's clean, it is just, effective. 
it is so perfect i we, mm-hmm. i don't want to do a whole episode about that Dan. Mm-hmm. you could do you know at my birthday I, I do. I'm not, let's do it let's do a I'm things not. three episode come on <laughs> I, whatever i'm down I like maybe not the entire episode about things three, but we can we can spend a good portion. Or you could do a productivity Just episode. That'd be good. Birthday. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking. Like you know, yeah. things three. That'd be our lowest listened to episode of all time. Just the, the people that are like you, you guys. <laughs> maybe 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 we have to look into it. All right, Harley. What's your okay. favorite Mac? Accessory uh, or software? That's not things favorite. three. Favorite. I'll I'll go for hardware because you know what I would choose if we're going for software. Um, yeah. I have been using the Keychron K3 for the past two years, um, nice. one and a half years, and it is a ultra slim mechanical keyboard. And for me, it's just the perfect middle ground between uh, really traditional mechanical keyboards that have a lot of key travel. It's a little bit too much for me. Um, it's not really what I'm used to. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, I find Apple's normal magic keyboards just a little bit too shallow and it's just perfectly in between. And I can choose the switches that I like. I choose some really noisy ones. So, you know, I can annoy anyone in the same room as me. It's it's perfect. Um, I like the I like the kind of a little bit cringy RGB lights, but, you know, no one else sees them. So, you know, it's it's fine. Um, and it charges with USB-C. Um, really great experience. Um, really like it. It's a solid keyboard. Uh, for me, it's really boring unless you, uh, shoot video, but it's the OWC dual SD card reader. I mean, what's better than (laughs) being able to import footage really, really fast with one SD card being able to do two. So that's, I I could not think of anything else that was good. Um, and all of my hardware products are OWC. So shout out OWC. You you win this one. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do home, and I'm going to throw in a little wrench. It doesn't have to be an Apple, like, accessory. It could just be, like, if there's something in your house that's semi-tech-related, a vacuum, uh, I don't know, your pill, your bed, uh, tell me something. What's your favorite home tech product, accessory, thing you can't live without? Sarah, we'll start with you. Um. Okay, I feel like I'm not allowed to say this just because they're a sponsor, of mine but because i'm about to do a video but i just but if you genuinely like it that's fine oh it's so cool yeah um for the past few months i've been using a fancy sleep number bed and it's one of those that you can it's Mm -hmm. like i don't want to equate it to a hospital bed but you know how in hospital beds you can just like go all the way up um that has been so cool you know whether i'm watching tv or i need a little elevation um and then going back to me not Mm -hmm. wearing an apple watch and like not having something physically it is cool to have sleep data that I don't have to worry about charging a device or having it on me while I sleep, but it's just in my bed. I like that. So that's actually been really cool. So ours are kind of related. I also have a sleep number bed. Um, yeah. But lately, I've been using the 8Sleep pod cover, which mm-hmm. um, if you're wondering how it's possible for it to be on a sleep number bed and use the 8Sleep, um, it's not really supposed to be like that (laughs) but uh basically it renders our our sleep number bed ineffective in terms of like doing all the things that sarah loves which is raising it like i cannot raise it it might explode and there'll be water everywhere so that i am a little sad about but what this pod does aside from give you amazing sleep tracking is two things that i think are uh, the reasons why we we were I was testing it they sent it to us so full disclosure they're not a sponsor but I was testing it and I ended up loving it and the two main reasons why is one it can cool your side of the bed my wife is hot I am 
or my wife is cold. She's hot too. Let's just give her a shout out. But uh, <laughs> she's she's <laughs> she's cold. Usually, I am always like temperature hot, and so you know that is the the fighting of like who turns on the what. I just beef my bed up to being like negative five. I don't think that's like the actual temperature, but that's just like how many steps you do to cool it. And I am like so comfortable all night. It adjusts to you all like throughout the night and like will um you know when you want to wake up apparently you want to be a little bit warmer and not cold so it'll like adjust itself throughout to keep you in a good sleep and then when it's time to wake you up and bonus is that you can have alarms my wife is horrible she does not wake up with an alarm like on the first try it's like 17 alarms set for like 505 in the morning if she's got to go somewhere early 506 507 i'm like what are you doing mm -hmm. you're driving me insane yes. So she, yeah. So there's a, there's like a vibration alarm on each side of the bed, mm. and it works so well. It gets me up immediately. Um, I can still kind of feel hers, but at least it's a little more gentle and not as jarring as like hearing the, the horrible iPhone alarm. So um, the only thing is now it just like our very expensive bed that we spent uh, way too much on now can't do yeah. half of what it's good for. Um, we'll see. But I don't know. It might gotten, be worth it. So we'll see. You could have gotten the uh, Climate 360. I know. Which I know. Is what I got. And so I can I have all those features with all oh, of my other so lucky. features. <laughs> so at like the, an ad at right the time now. when we bought our bed, it was like four or five years ago. No, it's such yeah. a good ad because the sleep number's bed, yeah. the sleep number beds are worth it. It's one third of your mm -hmm. life, definitely. If you can afford it, jump in on it. But like yeah. the climate 360 was way too much at the time, and I couldn't convince yeah. my wife to like pull the trigger. And it's she's like, commitment. I don't want to be cold. Yeah, and like I I get it. So yeah. it is. So Hartley, what about you? Any good sleep stuff? <laughs> no, I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction. So I would say my Philips Hue bulbs, um, which is probably because mm. a fairly like common thing in you know in everyone's smart uh. home. But I'm going to go for a single little thing, which is really affordable. Okay, it's like thirty or forty dollars, and it is an Acara air quality air quality monitor with a little um, e ink display, and it shows you your air quality, it shows you your humidity, and it shows you your temperature. It uses um, little uh, like round batteries from AirTags. It lasts for ages. It connects to HomeKit. I can use it for automations, and if I you know, even even if I don't want to use it for automations, it's just a neat little smart connected thing mm. on my desk. Um, I, I love it. I think it's like one of the best smart home things because you don't actually need to use the smart functionality if you don't want to. So many sensors don't have any sort of display. So it's not that useful, but the e-ink just is, is really handy. And I think that's really like super affordable. I um, have the AirThings View Plus, which is very similar. And we actually do use that quite a bit to like, we can almost kind of tell if someone's sick in the house because the air quality like mm. immediately takes a dive up which is Open up an windows. oxymoron now that I realize that you can't you can't dive up. yeah so we gotta like we gotta we gotta fix the air quality when that when that number starts rising um, so yeah I really like that I that same concept because we don't I don't ever look at it on my phone honestly I, it's just like when I walk by it illuminates and I see the the useful info that I need and then if I want like more info I can go on my phone so I agree um, all right the last one is the other category that we wrote which. I mean, <laughs> could just be anything. Is there any accessory or piece of tech that you have been digging lately? Um, now's your chance. Mm -hmm. Give it a quick shout out. Harley, you go first. We'll get Sarah think because yeah. she's hot I off of these ones. Also, would always recommend a Withing Smart Scale. Um, I think they're great. I love the way all the the, the health data syncs to the health app. Um, it's really effortless. I just step on it every morning. Um, I, I like it even it even gives you little fireworks on the new year, um, like like your Apple Watch. But it's on your scale, 
and it tells me the weather first thing in the morning. Like I'm I just I'm looking down anyway. You tell me the weather. Yeah, um, yeah. My it's, scale it's gives me handy. anxiety. Yeah, not really. I look at the well. scale and it looks back at me and I'm we like, not today, dude. Scales. Not today. Yeah, I do not need a I smart think scale. Makes them fun. You know, you can configure. You can yeah. configure what shows up on there, and uh, yeah, yeah, I just think yeah. it's, it's it's just really easy to use. Um, something that I just got that I still need to unbox is Deity has this like super fancy uh, clapper sync thing. Wow, I'm terrible. What is the proper name for that? Um, like recently I'm filming this like series and I basically had all my shots laid out for different episodes and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is why professional video people use the audio sync and, you know, they write their scenes. And what is that called? Mm -hmm. Am I crazy? The clapper thing. I just clapper call board? the clapper, <laughs> the clapboard. Yeah. What did you say, Harley? I don't know. That makes sense. Clapperboard. Yeah, clapperboard. Okay, so we'll just go with it. So they have a super fancy one. It's like a thousand bucks, and you can sync like time code with it, and it has like a digital screen. Um, you can. It's just like the fanciest because usually those things you can buy like for thirty bucks on Amazon. Um, and so I love filmmaking gear that just hasn't been reinvented forever. And then someone just comes along and just makes like the fanciest version ever of it. Um, I just got that. And so I haven't used it yet, but I am super excited. It's gonna be so overkill for like the four episode thing I'm making. I, <laughs> um, but yeah. I was just gonna say, I absolutely do not need this, but I want one. It's so the right? the clapboard is is correct for like the standard okay. name for it, but Deity calls it the time code slate. Which uh, I'm just looking at this and I'm like, damn, I want this for absolutely yeah. no reason at all. Yeah. But hey, put it yeah. on a shelf when you're not using cool. it. It looks cool and filmmaky, you know? <laughs> yeah, Deity, if you're listening, I'll take one and put it in the background of my videos. Um, and that's about it. So that's a total good use case for it. Maybe one Definitely. day I'll be on a feature set or something. But as of, yeah. as of right it's now. It's still no. helpful. Uh, my, you know, my if last you're filming thing a lot is, of things out of order. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I'll figure out a way to use it. Um, <laughs> my thing is uh, the Sonos Move too just came out, and mm. I just got one, and it's great. I'm a big fan of anything Sonos. Very biased towards them, so I don't think they can do any wrong personally. And I really loved my original Sonos Move, and this improves on some features that I just didn't like on the last one. Things that bothered me, and then the sound quality got a little bit better. So, ten out of ten for me if you're looking for a portable good speaker. Um. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Uh, this is a big episode. A really good one. I I really liked it. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I think everybody knows where to find you. But if you want to plug anything, are you able to plug your series yet or no? Are we still kept in the dark for um, that. No, and it's for like a branded thing, so it's going to be on like a brand's YouTube channel. So it's not even mm. something that I would like. You know, if they find it, they find it. Well, like the Mercedes <laughs> thing you I did was cool. It. Oh, yeah, that was super fun. That was like a very professional set that I was on. And it reminded me how I, it was, was an say. honor, first of all. <laughs> but it reminded me how grateful yeah. I am to have a platform like YouTube where you can just do what you want, you know? Um, but yeah, it's mm -hmm. always super cool yeah, to be a part of big productions. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, it's yeah. good to have stuff like that occasionally to just peek behind the curtain and, you know, get to meet really cool DPs and fancy tech guys who are rigging up crazy things i mean it's just such a different world to be on a like 50 person set you know uh, but yeah you can just google me sarah peachy mm -hmm. 
on the Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I'm not, I'm taking a little bit of a YouTube break, but I'm still putting out stuff. I'm just having one of those like creative crises where I'm just making kind of random stuff right now because I'm kind of burnt out on tech. So I'll get back to tech. I just need to make some random videos real quick. That's okay. okay. Yeah, you just got to do that every now and then. I, I I feel it. I support it. All right, everyone go follow yeah. Sarah. She has the ultimate flex. You can She can say Google me and things pop up. <laughs> So that is the uh, that is the ultimate flex in my opinion. Name. That is the best. Yeah. My old my old boss used to do that. We would like he would int- introduce himself and they'll be like, "Oh, what do you do?" And he said, "Just Google me." And I'm like, "God, that's so cool!" Like, that's awesome. <laughs> like that is that is the ultimate flex. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Thanks and for uh, me. well, we hope to have you on again in the future.